Good morning. We are thankful for your presence this morning, especially to those of you who may be visiting with us. Uh, by my count, I think we've got about 15 or 18 or so at our youth retreat, including our young people and adults. So we've got several who are gone, as well as, of course, members who are just traveling who are not here. So we're thankful to you who are visiting with us today to help keep our numbers up a little bit. I think we got visitors from Sequatchie County. I think we got visitors from Bledsoe County. We even got visitors from Putnam County in Cookville. Uh, we've even got probably some from Hamilton County even. So we're just thankful that you're here, and we're glad for the good attendance this morning as we study together and encourage each other. Just a couple of other quick announcements or things this morning uh, to mention. Uh, Charles wanted me to mention as well, just an addition to what Jerry had said, uh, we are canceling the men's devotional for tomorrow night to go to the meeting, but everyone's welcome if you'd like to go. Uh, not only tomorrow night, um, as we may be meeting here to go, but every night through Friday night, except for Wednesday night. You need to be here Wednesday night. But every other night, you're welcome to go down to the convention center and encourage and support that good meeting. But anybody who wants to ride tomorrow night can meet down here, uh, and we look forward to that. Uh, we hope that you'll be with us all day today. Of course, as we said last Sunday, we've got all kinds of things going on. We're thankful for uh, Mia and Nate, and of course, Isaac's the star of the show right now, although he may not be for much longer, expecting a baby brother to come along soon. Uh, we appreciate the opportunity to encourage them. Some of you may or may not know, we were connected with Mia and Nate at Lake Hills, and the Sunday that I announced that we were going to be leaving to come here and be with you all and take this uh, job here, Nate walked up to me and said, well, we're moving to Saudi Daisy too. And I thought, well, that was quick. Let's follow right along. And he said, well, no, we've been looking and we were able to find a house in the area. And so, yeah, we'll be moving up to that area of the county too. So uh, we've been thankful to get to know them and the chance to encourage them and Mia as uh, she gets further along in her pregnancy. But as well tonight, please plan to stay afterwards. If you can bring finger foods, we'd love for you to do that. But please plan to hang around after services this evening so that we can honor Harrison and Tabitha. They are gone this morning, of course, driving uh, the van and uh, look forward to them being back and able to do that this evening. We're always thankful for good news. Uh, you should have seen the smile on uh, Sister Betty's face down here as uh, she said, Jerry's getting ready to get up there and he's got good news. And we're always thankful for the good news. We pray a lot for those of our number who are sick and friends and family, but we're thankful for the good news as well. And we always want to be thankful for that. And if you would, let's bow here in a word of prayer. Our Father, we're thankful this morning for many blessings. We're thankful for the physical place that we have here to meet, the opportunity to assemble together. We're thankful for our physical family and even for our spiritual family as we meet here. And Father, we don't want to forget to be thankful for the good news that we receive. We're thankful for our sister Betty and the good news that she's received from her doctors. We're thankful for others who have been able to make recovery. We're thankful for our sister Ann, sister Debbie, and many others, Father, that we could mention who have had uh, encouraging news from their health, and we pray that you will continue to be with all those uh, who are hurting and may need encouragement as well as they try to get better, and the doctors and nurses that are taking care of them. Father, we're thankful as well for the time to study together this morning, and help us to focus in the next few moments on your word and how we can improve our lives. And it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. You know, the United States of America... I believe it's built on stories. Uh, we love a good story. I mean, stories is what we, we love to do, we love to share in, and in fact, uh, if you look at the numbers, the, the numbers would tell you that last year in 2018, uh, the movie industry made about $43 billion. I don't know if that's in net profit or in profit, but $43 billion because we love a good story. Maybe it's the underdog, and of course a lot of times that underdog may be tied into sports, 
The little guy who just keeps on keeping on gets told no and comes back and we love to hear those stories. Maybe as well, it's the, the young heroine that we love. It's the, it's the young girl who leads a, a merry band of misfits, you know, around. And we, we love that story and we'll watch it over and over again because it encourages us to hear a story from someone else. Maybe sometimes it's even the fighter. You know, we like that, whether it's, it's figuratively or even literally the fighter, the person who just keeps coming back and keeps pushing even when the odds are against them. We love that kind of story. In fact, we love that particular story so much that we told it again and again and again and even again. And I think even last year there was a movie connected with that franchise because we love to tell that story. And even if you ask my father-in-law, who I love very much, but sometimes has been said is, is hard and a hard and difficult man, he would even tell you that you have a heart of stone or no heart at all if you don't shed a tear at a bunch of little toys on a movie screen when you watch one of these particular movies. Because we love our stories and they, they make our day better and they brighten our mood and they encourage us along the way. But the question for us this morning or the idea is, what is your story because just like we love to hear these stories one of the reasons we love to hear them is because we connect with them because somewhere along the way and I'm not a boxer and I didn't play football and I'm not a little toy but but somewhere along the way we connect with those stories and they cause us some type of encouragement usually sometimes they cause us to stop and ponder about our lives and to think about where we are and where we've been we all have a story and in fact, we, we've shared in those stories. We've loved to hear about your stories. We've invited you to our house. I mean, that's part of the reason we've had you at our own table in our house is because we love to hear the stories. Now, sometimes those stories are told when you're not there about you, maybe by some of the other groups. I, I heard about AB doing all kinds of things in the last week or two. So, but I mean, we love to hear your stories and we've got to know those along the way. But the point is, we all have them. And that is actually our first point this morning. We all have a story. A few of those from the Bible, if you have yours, you can turn, first of all, to the book of Luke. We'll notice a few from there beginning, but we all have a story. You may recall Zacchaeus in Luke chapter 19 and verses 1 through 10. We know the story of Zacchaeus. We sing it to our young people. Zacchaeus was, as part of his story, of course, one of the most hated people in the world. A tax collector, and not just that, the New King James calls him a chief tax collector. The worst of the worst was Zacchaeus. That was part of his story. And he says later, of course, that that is what I did. That is what I was trying to do. And, of course, taking money from people, not just for their taxes, but taking their money. But we know what happens as Jesus, of course, calls for him to come down because he's going to his house. And Zacchaeus makes this change and if, if we were to be able to poll those people there, if we could go back in time and ask a question and say, what do you think about Zacchaeus? Most of them would never guess that he would be the one that one, Jesus would call for, or that two, would follow after Jesus and be willing to make a change, be willing to make restitution. But yeah, Zacchaeus had a story. You may recall Luke chapter 22 and verse number 61. I'm talking in general about Peter's story, but I think it's interesting to think about Peter's story in regards to this verse. Because if you remember what's taking place here in Luke chapter 22, it's 71 verses long dealing with Jesus heading up to the crucifixion. And you're, you know Peter, Peter, impetuous Peter, 
looks at Jesus, or at least as Luke records it for us, Jesus looks at him. Now, I like to imagine in this story, as I've painted in sort of that Hollywood kind of running uh, picture, a movie reel in my mind, that they locked eyes. Now, I don't know it's not said exactly that way, although verse 61 does say that, that the Lord turned and looked at Peter. But remember, impetuous Peter, always willing to step out, always willing to say how much he loved Jesus, and here he is, he's done the evil deed. He's denied him three times. And hopefully, like a lot of us, or not hopefully, but probably like a lot of us, he thinks, well, you know, nobody really knows. The people who asked me, I didn't know them, so nobody really knows until Jesus turns and looks at him. But it doesn't stop there. Peter's story doesn't end because we know that later in Acts chapter 2 that he's there. He's there on the day of Pentecost. He's the one sort of leading, if you will, this great gospel sermon and this addition of the souls, the institution of the Lord's church. Peter's story wasn't done in Luke chapter 22 and verse 61. While you're there in Luke, you may recall chapter 18 where Jesus counsels the rich young ruler. I think this one is really interesting because of what is said at verse 23. You remember that, of course, he asked Jesus what he should do. Jesus gives him the difficult words. But what's the rest of his story? We know a little bit about Zacchaeus. We know a little bit about Peter's. But when he heard this, the words of Jesus, he became very sorrowful for he was very rich. Wait a minute. What did he do? Don't leave us hanging, Luke. What happened to him? Did he, did he come back the next day and decide to follow after Jesus? Did he wait a few days and, and, and think about it? And then he came back and he became faithful? We don't know. We don't know the rest of his story. But this was certainly part of it. And we can learn from him something from his story, the idea that we might delay, that we might be sorrowful, that the words of Jesus might be hard to hear. But what will we do with them? You may recall Paul in Philippians chapter 3 in particular gives this list of things. You know, I mean, Paul says, if anybody's the greatest, I am the greatest. I am A, number one, I'm top of the line. I'm the best you could ever find at basically anything. And he gives the list there in verses 3 through 11, or even chapter 1, or excuse me, chapter 3, verses 1 through 11, about all these different things. He even says in verse 6, at persecuting, I was the best. But of course, he says later in that chapter, it's all rubbish. It's nothing. Part of my story is that I was the best, but that wasn't going to stay that way very long because now, now that I recognize the truth, it's nothing. It's rubbish. I count it as loss. Paul's an interesting story. You know, I presented this lesson once before, and when I did, and I had the same thought even this week, I almost want to turn it into a series because we could talk about each one of these people in a certain way and think about their story and the application that we could make for us. And then if you have your Bibles, you might turn over to the end of the book of Acts as we think about both Felix and Agrippa who come back to back, if you will, here. As we follow Paul along his journey and, and towards the end of his life here, and as he's coming to these higher ups, as he's coming to these authorities to be tried and to be talked to and be put in prison, he meets, first of all, in chapter 24, Felix. And Felix utters those famous words, Go away for now, and when I have a convenient time. When I have a more convenient season, I will call for you. Felix's story, again, we don't know the rest, but he says, eh, not right now. I will call again later. And even Acts chapter 26, as he meets Agrippa and he recounts for him and those around his conversion story and his post-conversion life. And Paul is sharing 
His story, Agrippa, in chapter 26 and verse number 28, says very famously, even as we sometimes sing, almost persuaded, you almost, you almost persuade me to become a Christian. And man, what a thought as Agrippa says, I like what you're, I like what you're selling, but not today. Just not today. I'm not buying. As we think about Felix or Agrippa or the rich young ruler or Paul or Peter or anybody, we all have a story. We all have a story. The second thing we want to notice this morning is that our stories can change. Our stories can change. When we think about a movie or again, a television show or whatever we we might watch, those stories ebb and flow. They rise and fall. They move. They change. Our story can change. Now, for a lot of us, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. If you've got your Bible, you may recall 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 9 through 11, where Paul writes to those in Corinth. And guess what? Those folks, they weren't the best people oftentimes. And they were getting better, but they had had a hard life. Their story was a lot of difficulty. And he lists that. He, he says it to him. He writes it to him. You were fornicators, idolaters, adulterers. All of these things that you were. But in verse number 11, he says that very important word. And such were. Such were some of you. But you were washed. You were sanctified. You were justified. You were able to change. In a sense, as we would say today, praise be to God that we had time and opportunity to change. Because that's a good thing. I think about Romans chapter 1 and verse number 16. Where, you know, again, along the similar idea, Paul is writing to those in Romans. And you know this passage, he says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, to the Jew first and to the Greek. And you say, I'm not Jewish, I'm not Greek, that doesn't mean anything to me. But of course, the application, even for us, is that it doesn't matter. Red and yellow, black and white, male, female, Jew, Greek, American, German, it doesn't matter what you pick. It is the power of the gospel that is the power of salvation. It is God's power. Any of those categories that you fit into, you can make a change. And even in Ephesians chapter 4, when Paul writes to those in Ephesus, he gives them a similar concept. In Ephesians 4, he talks about the new man. Putting off the old things, your former conduct, the old man, and put on the new man. At the end of that section in verse 24, he says that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. We can move past the evil things of our life. We can put off the old and we can change. Praise be to God that we can change because that's a good thing. But if we're being honest, that's also a bad thing, right? Because sometimes our stories are good. And all of a sudden, it slips away from us, and they turn bad. I think about the words of Peter in 2 Peter chapter 2. I, I use this often with you to, to talk about the very vivid visual picture that, that Peter gives. He says, For it would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than having known it to turn from the holy commandment. And he gives that very vivid a visual picture of a dog returning to its vomit, which is really disgusting to think about, or the pig returning to the mire. And it's disgusting because it's supposed to cause us to stay away from that. Because it's, it's disgusting to cause us to think about the fact that our stories can change, and sometimes that's a bad thing. Because we can be doing what's right and change back to what's wrong. 
That's not the only passage, of course. I think almost as powerful, if not even more, in Hebrews chapter 10 and verses 26 through 27, the Hebrew writer says this about going backwards or sinning again. Hebrews 10, 26. For if we sin willfully, all right, not, not necessarily an accident, but if we sin willfully after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful expectation of judgment and fiery indignation, which will devour the adversaries. If we sin willfully, if we're doing what's right, we've known the truth and we go back to sinning willfully, there's no longer a sin, or excuse me, there's no longer a sacrifice that remains for sins. Just over a month ago or so, we talked about walking in the light and what that means. That means that we're continuing in the way that God has given us to live. And that means that our sins are continually cleansed. We have the blessing of knowing that it's not just messing up and we're dead. That we have a continual cleansing because we walk in the light. But the Hebrew writer says on the opposite side of that, from 1 John 1 there, that if we sin willfully, that sacrifice... It's gone. It doesn't mean anything because of the way that we have changed, because of what we are trying to do. Your story, which we all have, can change. And that can be a good thing or a bad thing. Again, we're learning about many of you still, even today, your stories and the way that, that your life has been because, because our stories are all different. I've said it many times. I, I was raised, what we say, raised in the church. Okay. It doesn't make me any better. It doesn't make me any worse. It just means that's my story. Some of you may never, have never darkened the door of a church building for many, many years. Okay, that's your story. It doesn't make you any better or any worse because our stories are all different and we can change. But when we think about those two things in connection with our third point, we want to notice that our stories also end the same, if you will. Our stories end the same. Now, hear me out through this entire point, because that's not to say that everyone everywhere is all going to heaven necessarily, but consider some scripture and some things. As we said a moment ago, our stories make up who we are. That, that's just simply a fact of life. Some of you know that part of my story as well is that my dad passed away when I was very young from cancer. And you know, I've had that discussion before or had that thought before or, or Hannah's maybe even asked me before, you know, have you ever considered what your life would have been like if, if your dad hadn't have passed away? I usually say, well, no, because that, that's part of my story. That's part of made me who I am. If he hadn't passed away, I might not have gone to Freed Hardeman. We might not have ever met. I mean, I don't know. So it's not with a sense of regret or, or any type of feeling necessarily, but simply that our stories, good and bad, Loss and, and good things that happen make up who we are. And what we have to remember about that is, is that we cannot change the past. Whether, whether it's the loved ones we've lost, whether it's the mistakes we've made, we cannot change the past. And that's a hard pill to swallow sometimes. That's really, really hard because we look back, especially on the mistakes, and we, we want to be able to go back in time. Again, the stories from the movies. The stories of the movies where you can go back in a time machine and change the past. We like that because we think that we might like to do that. We cannot change the past, but at the same time, that does not mean that we can stay the same. 
That does not mean that we can stay the same. If you've got bad things in your past, you can't change it. But that doesn't mean you have to continue in that same similar vein, along that same path. We cannot stay the same in some aspects, especially when we're involved in sinful things and things in our life that need to change. We cannot stay the same. I like several passages from Peter. We'll look at a couple of them. 2 Peter 3 and verse number 9. It's interesting because I firmly believe that, that what the world sometimes wants to teach is that if you'll just accept Jesus or you'll just accept Jesus in your heart and that's it. And you don't actually have to do anything different. Or, or maybe even you are baptized. You are baptized, that's great. But you don't actually have to make any changes. You see, the world reads 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse number 9 that the Lord is not slack concerning His promise as some count slackness but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish. Period. If we could revise our Bibles, that's the way the world wants to treat this verse. That God is not willing that any should perish. Period. Well, that's true. Because even as he continues on through the verse, that's true. God is not willing that any should perish. But the verse continues on by inspiration of the Holy Spirit through Peter. But that all should come to repentance. You see, it's not a period there, but it's a continuation. God does not want anyone to perish. But it's not that He's just going to strike us. It's not just going to happen miraculously to us. That all men should come to repentance. That all men everywhere should come to repentance. That's the point that the Bible makes. God loves us. God doesn't want anyone to perish. But that's not the only thing that He says. All men need to come to repentance. Go on a little bit further, or excuse me, I guess backwards maybe, to 1 Peter chapter 2 in verses 9 and 10. Because Peter, you know, continues on, or, or in a similar thought here says, when we think about our stories, he says, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people that you may proclaim the praises of Him who called you out of darkness and into His marvelous light, who once were not a people, but are now the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Our stories end, if you're a follower of Christ, with us. Together, fighting on the same side, fighting the same battle, serving the same living God. These words that are used by Peter here in this particular section are meant for encouragement. They're meant to say, even as Paul said in 1 Corinthians 6, you were something bad. You were, as he says there in verse number 10, not a people. But now you are. You're a chosen generation. A royal priesthood. A holy nation. His own special people. We've talked about this before. But we all like to be chosen I mean, that's part of our stories, too. You watch a movie about elementary school or middle school or high school or something, and a teenage kind of movie or story, and, and sometimes part of that is the kid being left out, not chosen to be a part of the group because we want to be chosen. God has chosen you. He's chosen us. Our stories end with us serving the same living God if we will be faithful. And, and that's the question. Because as we've looked at, at all of these stories and these people and what the Bible has to say about changing, you have a chance to change your story. You have a chance to end on the same side. 
There's another particular song that we sing sometimes, and it uses this phrase. It's blessed assurance, and you know the chorus. This is my story. This is my song. And some of the words from that song cause us to think about who we are and whose we are. That Jesus is mine. An heir of salvation. We're purchased by God. And we should be lost in His love. We have an opportunity for all of those things to be chosen in Christ and through His death and through His blood. And to have that blessed assurance. To have that peace. To know that our story can end in the good way. To end, even as some of our favorite movies do, with something good happening, with a a reuniting, with a love, with a happy ending. That's there. That's waiting. Part of our story is that Jesus has already paid the price. He's already made that simple way of salvation. If you would become, as we sometimes say as well, gospel obedient. Obeying God's simple plan of salvation. Again, he says that we need to love him, that we are chosen, but that if we will obey his commands, that if we will follow his will. First and foremost, this morning, as we are assembled here together and you consider your story, maybe you've never become a child of God. The song's been selected here this morning that in a few moments we may encourage you through its words that you would consider whether or not being a child of God is a part of your story. You don't have to leave with the worry. Uh, Even as the Hebrew writer said there, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins and there is fiery indignation. There is punishment on the other side of that. You don't have to leave this morning wondering about that. If you're here and you're not a child of God, you can obey God's simple plan of salvation. Be baptized for the remission of your sins and the Lord will add you to his church. It can become part of your story. Maybe you've done that and just like a movie, that roller coaster that we sometimes don't like where the hero does the good and the bad and the good and the bad. Maybe you feel like you've been on that kind of roller coaster. Your story's been up and down. Maybe you're here this morning and there's sin in your life that you need to repent of and pray for forgiveness. God is willing to do just that. As a Christian, you can partake in this simple second law of pardon because as part of our story, God has made it possible that we can stay close to Him. Even when we mess up, we can come back to Him. Maybe you're here this morning and there's something else you're struggling with. As part of our story, we, we share in that. We pray for one another. That we can encourage you in any way. Even now as we stand together and ask.